Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Two Scene Podcast. Welcome, first-time listeners, to the Two Scene Podcast, the podcast where two aspiring sports journalists sit down and talk baseball. I am your host, Tyler Foy, and with me today is my wonderful co-host, Nathan Lannon. And Nate... We are into another week of baseball. Yep. We had a, a lot of great matchups that happened uh, throughout this this long week, yeah, it feels a lot, like. a lot of the good teams were playing each other. That Mariners-Dodgers series was certainly more competitive than I thought it would be. Right, and due to a lot of school reasons and all that, I haven't been able to watch a lot of baseball. Just, you know, kind of finishing out this semester here. It is finals week here, and it's uh, really stressful, but we're trucking through it. We're, we're trucking, trucking through, through it. it. But before we can get into our topics for today's episode, we are looking for sponsors. Therefore, if you are interested in getting an ad read for your business on the Two Scene Podcast, you can email the Two Scene Pod at gmail.com or direct messages on Twitter at the Two Scene Pod. Um, you know, I think it's been a quiet week for baseball, even though uh, we had a lot of great matchups. Uh, I felt like every single team with a winning record was playing each other. Mm. Um, you know, with the Dodgers facing the Padres, the the Rays faced the Royals, Which and then it was it was interesting to see the um, the the Yankees play the Braves because it was kind of two teams that were a little bit underperforming yeah. face off against each other. Yeah, there so. are two teams that you really expected to be great out of the gate that weren't and are now fighting for their seasons. And uh, is it fair to say the Yankees are losing? Like they're losing that fight so far, or no? I think you can make that fair <laughs> assumption that they aren't doing as well as anybody thought they would. Uh, and I know we discussed it last time on the podcast. I think that's something that today we're going to try not to do is try to, you know, steer away from that. You know, I, I think the Yankees will eventually pick it up. And I, I will say that throughout this entire season, the Yankees will eventually pick their season up because I can't look at that team and see them do bad over and over and over again. Yeah, it just... I mean, with all the money they've spent and all the talent they have, it just, like, does not compute. Like, this this team should not be the, struggling this much out of the gate. Right. And I believe the biggest headline from this week is the, what I dub now, as the Green Machine. <laughs> the Green Machine. The Oakland A's uh, are on a tear in the MLB this season. First uh, double-digit win streak of the season, I think. Right. They started their season 1-7. and seven, What are they And now, then like? said, hey... No more losing for us. We're going to win 11 games yeah. straight. They said, see, we tried this thing. It, we lost games, but now we're going to just win all the games. So none of that matters. <laughs> and uh, in their their game that they uh, played uh, against the uh, Twins to extend their win streak. Wow. What a game that 15 was. 15 runs. It, it was an exciting game for sure. I think it was like 25 runs. Or 25. 25 runs. Yeah, 25 runs. runs. I'm... Oh my god, I'm, I can't, my brain's not functioning, I'm, my brain's fried. We are recording this finals, bit, yeah. uh, episode pretty late into the night, <laughs> but the, oh my god. the the athletics scored, were down by three runs. runs, they were down by three mm. or two runs going mm. into the bottom of the 10th inning, and they're go playing against the Twins, the Twins is a very good team, they're a good team regardless yeah. of the record Bomba at the squad. moment, they are a very good baseball team. And being down two runs, extra innings, there's not a lot of expectations for that ball club, right? You, they're down, they're trying to fight back, and they, they played every single out, and error helped them along the way. 
and the team was able to win and extend that win streak. Yeah. And it's like that was a game where you looked at the, where you looked at uh, the A's and you're like, it's okay if you lose this game, it's forgivable. Like it's you're playing another good team. All good win streaks have to end, but they just fought back. And, and what, won. What, yeah, and they won. What is their win streak at now? I think it's, it's like 11. 11 straight games. It's 11 straight yeah. games, and I can't not be impressed by what they've been able to do and what they've been able to accomplish. You know, I, I think, I know they were your AOS pick. Yeah. For me, I said the I Astros. I feel vindicated so far. I don't think you did <laughs> through the first eight games, oh, but I'm sure now. the first eight games, I was like, wow, what did I miss? Like, what is, like, what's happening here? What, what did I miss in my prediction that would cause this lapse in judgment but now they've won 11 straight so i'm just like oh see i'm just crazy like i i'm it's nothing it's okay to be a little crazy <laughs> sometimes okay be a little crazy you did sleep on that cubs offense hey and they are showing you right now <laughs> why you should have uh, been awake you know of course of course the mets would lose last night in that fashion I, I think last night for the mets was just a comedy of errors last night being like, wednesday yeah. April twenty low Mets low Mets reign supreme. It will never die. I, I I mean I mean it's been a good series for the Cubs. They've been hitting the hell out of the Mets. It's I mean hey, look, shit, but hey, God, you have a lot right. to look forward to uh, going forward as the Mets have the bases loaded at the moment. All right. Oh the yeah. Top of the tenth. Top of the tenth. Bases loaded. One out. Who's on deck? Or who's up? Who's a bat? Sorry, it's Dominic Smith. Oh yes, thank God. One of the few consistent bats on the Mets this season. So yes, the, the, we are recording this episode on Thursday night at eleven o'clock. So <laughs> baseball is still running, and yeah. and when we talk about yesterday, we do mean Wednesday the twenty first. And man, I feel like everything that we the, say on this podcast are we cursed? The Cubs got a double play with the bases loaded. That's that's awesome. We are cursed. We're absolutely cursed. I, we were just talking about the Mets. Oh, bases loaded, one out. Not that double is play. the perfect segue because I feel that everything <laughs> that we say on this podcast goes the opposite way. I at least at first, because I was thinking, because I was gung ho that the A's are going to win the AL West, and they started out one and seven. And I'm like, okay, I just need to start saying the opposite. I just need to start complaining about them. We need to start. I need to start complaining about the A's, and then here they come. 11 straight. And, <laughs> and that's like... why I'm not going to sit here and be like, the Red Sox are amazing and they're doing great. Because yeah. I know once I Silence say it, key. once I say it, they're going to start tanking. And uh, <laughs> I mean, they are dropping games. Those Mariners have been playing well to start the season. And I think nobody saw that coming out of the gates. I know the Red Sox are playing the Mariners this series, uh, which is exciting. But before we want to get into the series that are coming up this weekend, I do want to keep talking about the series that happened this past week. The Padres versus the Brewers was uh, a very competitive series. Yeah. Uh, two really good teams. Two teams that would are kind of destined to face each other in the playoffs at some yeah. point. Um, Looks like it. I mean, if, all, if, if, if things hold as they are now. My but, favorite yeah. game being Musgrove versus uh, Woodruff. That was a good one. Game one of that series. Woodruff comes in. Uh, they just flew in that day. Uh, I can't imagine he had too much rest going into that start, but he gets the job done. Hater with a save. Hater had like two saves in the series alone. Just close games all around, and I think anytime you have those matchups that teams are facing off each other, whether it's the Padres versus Dodgers, Padres versus Brewers, whether it's 
White Sox versus the Athletics. Anytime you get to see two teams that are playoff contenders go at it with each other, they're always going to be exciting matchups. And we saw that this weekend. And again, the Padres, I feel like they have been the center of baseball right now, going from the Dodgers, playing the Dodgers, going to play the Brewers, and now they're playing the Dodgers again this weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, an, an exciting team to watch, but not only an exciting team to watch, but an exciting team to watch right now. Oh, yeah. It seems like every series that the Padres go into is a marquee matchup. I mean, it's, especially this past one with the Brewers. Like, it was just... Like, it's just been close game after close game, and it's just been so much fun to watch. I, I think it's really interesting because I, I feel like talent-wise there's a bit of a disparity between the Padres and Brewers, but I feel like they've entered they entered that series on a level playing field because I feel like in some respects the Brewers are overperforming or they're overachieving at the start of the season, whereas I don't think, whereas I wouldn't have predicted that the Padres would be 500 at this point through 20 games, but... Uh, there. But I'm sure they'll pick it up. But it, it's interesting to see these two teams on like pretty level fields so far. Right. And another matchup that was pretty good that I didn't expect to be a really good matchup was the Reds versus uh, Diamondbacks. And not because the series was competitive, but because the Reds were doing so hot. They were going into that series, leading the Central. And then they got swept by the Diamondbacks, who have been not that great to this point of the season. So a kind of an unexpected turn there for the D-backs. Um, and, and I think that's good because another game with 25 runs today was the Diamondbacks and Reds 14, 11. It's yeah. Just uh, another offensive, uh, clinic. Right. And I just think that it's unexpected, especially when there's six runs in the 10th inning and three runs for the Reds in the 10th inning. Oh, I mean, offensive explosion, late game, they're clutch, but man, I don't, I didn't see either of these teams playing too well. Uh, in my like predictions and here they are facing off against each other both in some pretty decent spots i mean the the diamondbacks are only one game under 500 at this point and the reds after the sweep fall to 500 i i think there uh, there's a very clear mvp at least in this at least in the game today david peralta for the diamondbacks had seven rbis in a 14 run game five hits yeah, he had a triple the on the day five hits triple yeah it was just like a in a in a series that was an offensive clinic for the diamondbacks i i think this was a wonderful capper for the for arizona and as well as another series that happened this week that was exciting was the Royals versus the Rays. Another team that we thought was going to be good and then facing <laughs> off a team that we thought was going to be in the absolute trash can, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know where the Royals were really getting it from and facing the Tampa Bay Rays was definitely a great test of strength for them. Yeah, it's it's like more it's more the same with the Royals so far. Is like I, I don't there's I don't really know what here supports the Royals starting out the season this well, but I mean they keep going, they keep winning. They are like, nine. Yeah. What are they? They're ten and seven. Ten and seven yeah. on the season. In the series, they they um they lost the series, uh, winning one game, not getting swept. They won one game, lost two in a three-game series against the the Rays. But, I mean, the point about it is that the first game was close. The last game was close. The middle game was a seven-run differential. Mm. But in each of the last two games, they scored a large amount of runs, and and their their offense really has been showing 
which is not what I expected. I mean, right out of the get-go, their opening day series versus the Texas Rangers was insane. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there. I feel like in all the notable Royals games we've looked at this season, there it's just been like offensive. It, they've all been offensive explosions with games of like double-digit runs and just and home runs and everything. It's definitely been interesting, uh, and I think following them going forward and seeing whether or not they can withstand and hold this up is going to be the the talk of the town for them. I mean, it's really going to ha- come down to, is this offense sustainable? Is this pitching staff sustainable? And I just don't see it from them. But hey, keep proving me wrong, because everything we say yeah. on this podcast is the opposite. <laughs> We're actually I mean, re- yeah, yeah, no, there isn't really much here with, the Royals that shows me that this is going to, that this uh, pace they're on is going to be sustainable. But at the same time, I mean, they're in a weak division. There's certainly points to make in favor of the Royals here. Not to mention that everything we say on this podcast goes wrong. I think we should rebrand to the knuckleball podcast (laughs) because you never know what's going to happen with our takes. (laughs) Moving back out West, I do want to pay attention to another series that happened out there between an AL West team and an NL West team, the Dodgers versus the Mariners. Uh, Another series where one team was predicted to be good and the other team was not predicted to be as good as they are right now. And I think it was an impressive series despite it only being two games. I don't think anybody really had the Mariners putting up a fight. Yet the Mariners win game one in a one game one run differential four to three. And in game two, limit that Dodgers offense to just one run, but the Dodgers pitching staff did in uh return limit Gave those them a shutout. Yeah, shut out the Mariners. Shutout. So I mean, what, I, I something... still think the fact that they split with the Dodgers is a early, uh, a te- an early testament to the Mariners' legitimacy. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And now they're here to face the Red Sox, which is going to be an interesting series. Uh, Red Sox dropping game one in extra innings. They let go four runs in the tenth inning, which is, you know, disappointing. But you know, it's 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 rough. It's, it's still rough. a better start than you could have hoped for with the Sox. Ah, absolutely. You take the good with the bad. And I'm not going once again. I don't want to jinx this. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to touch more on this cursed podcast. But they are doing pretty decent to start the year, and I'm. It, it does excite me, even if I go to the games and they don't like to win for me. <laughs> but I think we are cursed because, like, the game because we went to that White Sox doubleheader, and like the and they could not score at all. And of course, the game after the game the next morning, that the Red Sox offense just explodes against Lucas Giolito, no less. No less. Eight runs it's, against Lucas yeah. Giolito. So, I mean, that's exciting. The White Sox-Red Sox series was just a good series in general, but it does hurt a little bit to talk about it knowing that I went to both losses in that series. <laughs> but they split the series, and both teams are very competitive, so it's definitely exciting to, to definitely split between those two. But... I think that's going to be enough on the recap side of the, over the past week of baseball. But one person I didn't mention that did something pretty cool over this week was Corbin Burns. Going 40 strikeouts and zero walks, a new MLB record, in fact. And this guy, dark horse candidate for Cy Young. I mean, yeah. now the he's front a, runner. I, I think he's got to be the early uh, NL Cy Young favorite. Like, he's he's got an ERA of .37. A uh, whip of .329. He's just pitching lights out. 40 strikeouts. <laughs> uh, it's just absurd. 
Right, I mean, anytime. <laughs> ERA plus of 1,102. His ERA plus last season was 218. I mean, this is an incredible jump. It's not going to sustain itself because eventually he has to walk somebody. But how long will it go until he walks somebody? I know. How long will the streak continue? What it means is that since we're talking about it right now, the next guy is he's going to yeah. walk. The but, very first, yeah, no, absolutely. The very first guy he sees in his next start, he's going to walk. Very first leadoff walk, and the streak will just end right there. But <laughs> but his whip is at a zero point three nine. What that means is that he's letting go on average point. A third, a third of a hit slash walk per innings pitched. Isn't that insane? Yeah, Corbin Burns has looked absolutely awesome so far. He's given up a grand total of eight hits and one run on the entire season. He He's just on a torrid hot streak right now. And it's going to be interesting to watch if that if that progresses. And I think he the next start, I think you guys definitely should tune in if you guys do have the Brewers broadcast. But... We do have to give a live update on the scene. <laughs> Resident Mets fan, what happened? The Mets got walked off by Jason Hayward, I think. It was a 4-3. 4-3 Cubs victory for the sweep. Uh, there are 30 teams in this league, and I'm a fan of its biggest joke. <laughs> but, um, yeah, good game. Good, good series, I guess. It was a good I series. I it was hey hey. I mean, of course, of course, in game two, the Cubs scored sixteen runs after I had uh, been famously fam famously in air quotes sleep uh, sleeping, sleeping on that Cubs offense. Let me ask so, you, Nate, yeah. are you still asleep on this Cubs offense? I mean, I'm not totally asleep. I'm I'm sleep I'm sleeping with one eye open. I I am I'm napping. I, it's a it's a light nap. There you go, everybody. To get Nate's attention, you need to score 16 runs, and he'll open one eye at you. Yeah, I'll open one eye at you. I'm, I, I don't do it. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> I don't know. I do want to talk about one major point uh, about baseball at the moment, and it's kind of on the topic of growing the game further. Uh, what MLB is doing in terms of trying their best to get the young fans involved. And one thing that has happened over this weekend, or well, over this week, is that the MLB has seen higher numbers of viewership than any other year before. Uh, that's impressive to me. You know, through the pandemic, more people are watching. I think it's because a lot of people uh, have been a bit sports-deprived in the baseball department, for one. Mm. Every year they are. But now with the games not being as accessible, there's a lot more people watching them. And maybe because of all the names in baseball right now, there's a lot of different people that you could say are the face of Major League Baseball. Yeah. And I think as a collective... It's a crowded field. Specifically, by the way, we are talking about MLB TV's um, amount of viewership. Over an 18-day period in its 20-season history, MLB TV recorded seven of its uh, most watched days ever. And fans have already watched over 1.34 billion minutes of live baseball games yeah. through MLB TV. I mean, say what you want about MLB TV. I, I think that this is a good sign regardless. I, I think that uh, it's it's a good sign that more fans are watching the game. I, I think as more fans come in, though, they're going to see MLB TV's problems and why these games aren't as accessible. And hopefully increased fan presence will push the MLB to do something about it and lower the exorbitant prices and uh, hopefully 
stop some blackouts. And Eve, I do want to talk about blackouts, and I'll get to that in just one second. But you have to remember that last season was a season when there was no fans allowed in the stadium. Right. And these numbers are even outclassing those. And hey, there's been two no-hitters, so and a lot of history that's happened in this opening yeah. part of the season. So a lot of people are it's getting to watch... It's been an exciting opening part of the season, for A sure. lot of good baseball. But yes... I haven't been able to watch any Red Sox games besides the first maybe three baseball games mm. that they showcased. And, I mean, I would love to be able to watch the Red Sox. I'd cover the Red Sox if I could. Mm. But I'm not able to watch any of the games. What are these blackouts? Why are they so restrictive of people that just want to watch the team that they are a part of the culture with? Right. It's like, I mean, these new numbers for MLB TV should be... should in an ideally encourage the people at the top to maybe be less restrictive allow more fans into this collective to watch games and the and the rest of that could just work itself out you know right i think i think there's a lot to be said about those blackouts they just need to get out of baseball i think they should have as many eyes as possible as you can have on the sport if you're actually looking to grow the game but there's also the part of aspect where they're trying to make money off of, you know, local cable uh, and, and just trying to force people into watching the game through one um, act like one stream. Right. Right. And it's just it's it's not great for the game. It needs right. to be gone. They need the in general, the MLB just needs to make it easier to watch games. I mean, MLB Network, it's kind it's very hit or miss. MLB TV is either is either too expensive or inaccessible or both it's like listen With a growing I'm, audience you need a growing platform and the mlb just doesn't have that yet i mean mlb tv is growing in in yeah. that fact they did drop 12 percent from last season and 43 percent in numbers uh from 2019 which obviously uh you know the same time of year so i mean there's a lot of viewership but maybe it's because that mlb tv is becoming the only place people can watch a majority of the games right um, obviously I'm specifically talking about blackouts in the sense where you live in that city. You're not able to watch the team that plays in that city. So, I mean, it's super difficult for a person like me who has to watch it on Essen, but I don't have cable. Right. So, like, I, I don't understand the blackouts. Like, is, is it just more convenient for them not to include local broadcasts in it, like local area broadcasts in MLB TV's plan? Like, I don't understand how that's more convenient for them or how that benefits them. And I think that is a topic for another episode when we can have guests on the episodes. And right. that is something we're excited as we move into a remote podcast format is that we will be able, we will have guests uh, more frequently. Obviously, we haven't had any guests, so any guest right. is more frequent, but <laughs> we do plan to have more guests. And yeah. I guess if you are interested on in, in being a guest on the podcast, I mean... <laughs> You could let us know, and we can maybe yeah, get something together. And hit us up, fun time. I do want to continue <laughs> on uh, the growing the game aspect. MLB The Show Twenty One just dropped. You know, baseball video games are a way for people to get more connected to the sport. I know that personally. Uh, you know, I, I've been a part of the baseball culture for a long time, but I would say I've learned a lot about maybe players from the past due to. And will be the show and, and the legends that they showcase and me not knowing who they are and maybe drawing attention to people that don't get enough recognition. And I mean, I think baseball video games is good. I'm glad that MLB the show is now on Xbox and yes. PlayStation. Yes. 
more people being able to play the baseball game, more people being able to enjoy a video game is yeah. always going to be good. And I think it could possibly, now that it's on Xbox, grow the game further. Yeah, I agree. I'm really glad that it's moved off from just being on the PS4 and moved to the Xbox. I think that... I can definitely say growing up, uh, I remember I really got into football at first because one of my first Xbox games was was Madden 08. Games like that are a really good way to grow the game as a whole and just like introduce it to a new audience. Right. I mean, absolutely. I've been a big MLB The Show player for the past four to five years now. Going home this summer, I plan to play a lot of MLB The Show. In <laughs> fact, I plan to stream it most days. If you want to find me on Twitch, you can follow me at macho underscore taco with a zero instead of an O in the last <laughs> macho. And you can follow me along on the journey, but it's going to be exciting to play this uh, new next-gen game. Obviously, it's on the new gen. My only complaint is why the heck are we not on PC? I think that <laughs> MLB The Show should have been on PC this year. It's not that difficult to get it all onto that system at all. PC is probably one of the most common consoles every more people have pcs than they do have the other consoles and there's so much more of a market for people on pc than there are for console players right i i I definitely feel like they're uh the developers of mlb the show are uh missing out on a very large uh a very large player base by not having it by making it console exclusive but regardless it is a lot a big jump and i think that's good for the game and I think that they're doing it right, and I'm f- it's finally nice to see that change from just one console to two of the major consoles in this world. Maybe we'll get it on Switch. And we'll be the show on Switch. And we'll be the show on Switch. That'd be interesting. That would be I, I disgusting. If, yeah, that'd be interesting to say the least. I don't know how. Uh, I, I don't ne- even know how viable that would be. Who would I play never, it on the Switch? I never want to see it. I yeah. never want to see. It. Well, maybe I don't I even know if it'd play well, but I doubt it wouldn't. anyone would even play it on the Switch. <laughs> now like I'm interested. Yeah. Now I'm interested. <laughs> but to end off the podcast. We want to look at some of the matchups this weekend, whether it's team-based or pitcher-based, and kind of discuss what we're going to be watching this weekend, what you guys should be watching if you have the time to. And I want to start off with the Padres versus Dodgers are playing against each other again. Another Dodgers versus Padres Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. It's going to be very (laughs) exciting to watch. I mean... Anytime these two teams play, they're going to play 19 times this year. They've already played three times. So we got another three-game series here against them. It's essentially three three extra playoff games. It's just it's so exciting. I think right now, live update, it's one nothing Padres in the uh, at the end of the fifth inning. I mean, it's just two competitive teams. Right now, Walker Buehler is pitching to Tatis Jr. I mean, who doesn't want to see those two guys play against each other? This is... This is... And it's games ab- like these are the highlights of the season. It's absolutely a series that you should, if you have the time to pay attention to, I know they're West Coast games, so a lot of our East Coast viewers aren't going to be able to watch them, but... If you want to stay up late, too, these games tend to go for a while. I remember the last game between these teams, I think, went to 3 a.m. Uh-huh. over here on the East Coast, so that was exciting for sure. Tomorrow, Friday, which is the day, so I guess today, as of the podcast being released, is going to be you Darvish versus Kershaw. And then it's going to be, following that, it's another great matchup with Snell versus Bauer. So, I mean, just rematches galore between from the first series to now. And, I mean, Cy Young candidate versus Cy Young winner. It's it's just 
insane to see the amount of talent and it's definitely a fun series to keep an yeah, eye on. This is a series where it feels like there's not even one game that you can miss. Like cuz there's just so there's so many there's so much talent, so many great pitching matchups, such a great atmosphere that it's just like such a great playoff atmosphere that it just seems impossible to miss. The Athletics are facing off against the Orioles and I'm not saying that because it's a great series. I'm saying that because you guys should keep an eye on your on these Athletics. Will they push their win streak to 12? They probably won't because now we're talking about it. But but there is a chance that they push their win streak to 12. Keep an eye on these red hot athletics and see what they can do and watch them just kind of dominate here. Uh, a little late on the correction, but after looking at the matchups, I'm, I want to correct myself here. The Dodgers in the Padres game is actually a four-game series. So a lot of exciting baseball um, between those two teams to watch in baseball. Um, but yeah, the athletics are going to be a good series and Nate, I'm kind of curious what kind of games that you have in mind. Um, what about those Mets? I don't know. I, I, my expectations for the Mets are now lower than they were at the beginning of the season, but I still think, uh, the Nationals and Mets will be an interesting series. I think there are two, I think in retrospect after this series against the Cubs, they're two, they're two teams that have had similar starts. I mean, the Nationals have played a bit more games, but Still, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, another series I'm looking forward to are the Diamondbacks and the Braves. A diamond, the Diamond, the Braves uh, fighting to get back over 500 and uh, adjust their season to its proper pace, and the Diamondbacks coming off of a sweep of the, the of the previously red hot Cincinnati Reds. I think it'll be interesting to see uh, guys like Tim LaCastro and Ronald Acuna continue their hot their uh, hot streaks. On the same night that the uh, Padres and the Dodgers are playing with Snell and Bauer, another amazing pitching matchup. Garrett Cole versus Shane Bieber is going to be happening. Uh, Yankees versus the Indians. Indians at home on Saturday. I definitely would recommend watching that game. Two Cy Young candidates. Once again, Cy Young candidate versus Cy Young winner. Going at it here. I mean, Garrett Cole versus Shane Bieber, mm. Bieber is going to be a great matchup. Oh, absolutely. That That's going to be one I'm going to try as hard as I can not to miss. Yep. 6-10 Eastern time on Saturday. Going to be interesting to watch for sure. But I, I, I think that the Brewers versus Cubs series, I think those teams are always uh, fun to watch when they play against each other. Same with the Reds and Cardinals. It feels like between those teams, even though there's no official rivalry between them, it does feel like it gets a little bit heated between them. <laughs> yeah, it feels like they're that those are that's another series that always has that intensity. Yeah, and and uh, obviously we have Castillo and Flaherty round two. Haven't seen them pitch against each other since opening day, and we know what happened in opening day. <laughs> opening day was a m- offensive showcase once again. Just both of those pitchers getting absolutely hammered in their first starts against each other. So how do they rebound? How does Jack Flaherty and Castillo uh, and Luis Castillo rebound and attack this lineup going forward? That could be a good game to watch on Sunday. Um, as well as Woodruff pitching against Arietta. Um Arietta has he's, been pitching very well. He's been surprisingly Woodruff. good to start the year. And Woodruff has been pitching very well, so those two should be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, I, I think that that could be a series that could wake me up to the Cubs because I mean the Cubs then would be facing an actual good team in the Brewers. You don't believe the Mets are good? They haven't played. They haven't been playing. The Mets have not been playing to their potential. I'll, I'll just say that. 
Uh, going back to Saturday, because you did mention the Nationals <laughs> Mets series, but you didn't talk about the pitching matchups. I want you to always I want you to know that Stroman is three and zero on the year with a .90 ERA at Another the moment. Another early NL Cy Young candidate. So if you want to see if Marcus Stroman can keep up his hot start in the MLB. Uh, this season, you can watch that game on Saturday. And as always, uh, the opening matchup, the opening uh, pitching matchup is uh, Eric Fed versus... It's another DeGrom start for the Mets. So if you want to watch some quality starting pitching, tune into that game one. Because Jacob DeGrom pretty much never disappoints. And now that I say that, he's going to give up a home run on the first pitch. But <laughs> it's fine. Jacob DeGrom is infallible. Um, I would like to say that the Toronto Blue Jays game and Rays game are probably going to be an interesting series. We get to see Hinju Ryu uh, on Sunday, presumably, but the Rays haven't announced who their starter is going to be to this point, so I'm not fully sure on that, as well as the Rays haven't announced who their starter is going to be on Saturday either um, against Robbie Ray. But I can only imagine the Blue Jays-Rays series is going to be interesting, so... I mean, at least follow that series on live game updates or something like that because those two teams are definitely fighting in that division and they're two really talented squads. So, Nathan, you have any other uh, games that you are on the look for or do you think we covered it all? I think we're good for now. Yeah, I think that is going to end the episode. Uh, I once again thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Two Scene Podcast. We only have a couple left here in the remotes uh, in our... Um, in-person setting me and nate obviously being finals week also means that next week is our move out week we are still um not sure whether or not we're gonna have two more episodes or one more episode here but i understand we did take that long break um in that past week because of our covid restrictions but we are going to have to take another break while we both try to settle into our new our, our settle hell settle in back home I know that I don't get back for a little bit after um, the end of this semester, and I don't know what your situation is, but we're definitely going to take at least a week off after the uh, final episode, which this isn't. We will definitely have one more episode in the works, but we're unsure if there's going to be two more episodes. But the best way for you guys to stay notified on the status of the podcast is by following us on Twitter at the 2 Pod. Because we are going to be releasing updates throughout the week. When we plan to come back. The status of the podcast. We're going to have a lot more free time. Which allows us to maybe do more podcasts. We could possibly do three a week. We are also planning to keep doing the two seam stream. That's going to be happening. Most likely. I'm not going to confirm it. If you're listening to this podcast on Friday on release. There could be a two seam stream today. And we will be announcing that on Twitter if there is. But we're both two busy guys in finals week. And, and there's not a lot of time for us to do other activities. Especially when the semester is closing down. And we do want to enjoy the moments that we have together with everybody uh, on campus. Before we do disperse off this for the summer. Also along with following us on Twitter for updates on the podcast. You can follow us on our personal accounts at Tyler underscore underscore Foy and at Lannon underscore Nate. We thank you once again for listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you guys on Monday for the next episode of the Two Scene Podcast. Yeah.